Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things Podcast. Thanks for coming back for another episode. This week, I'm going to talk about communication because I think it's one of those things that we undervalue, but we also talk about it a lot and how to communicate. But then we don't often spend time like figuring out what are some solid communication methods that we have, what are some flaws that we have when it comes to communication, and how do we adjust for those? So the first point, we must constantly be working on communication with ourselves and with other people. Communication is one of those things that will ebb and flow. It will change with time. It will change with experience, with the level of shallowness or depth of any relationship that we have. It's a constant. It's a constant change. We're constantly learning new words and, you know, kind of retiring old words, if that makes sense. But it's one of those things that we do with our the way that we say something, how we say it, the tone in which we say it, the body language that goes along with, you know, that tone and tenor, and even the things that we don't say are all forms of communication that we're constantly working on. And we're constantly receiving messages, having to interpret them, and then sending messages out again. If you took like a communications like 100 class, that was one of those like sender message receiver or something like that. And it's a loop. It's a constant, like we're taking things in and absorbing. So I think it's important for us to remember that communication is ongoing and it will continually change. And it requires practice. There is rarely an opportunity in our life where we're going to be the same um, type of communicator, like our whole life and just flat and static. And that goes for relationships too. Like those ebb and flow, they get easier, they get harder. Sometimes there are top specific topics that you are, you have difficulty having that type of conversation with someone because it's touchy. It maybe is emotional. It maybe you're not on the same page with the other person. So you may have the smoothest type of conversation when you're talking about one thing, but the smallest hint of something that may be difficult or uncomfortable for one person can really change the tone of that conversation. That doesn't mean that the relationship is poor or strained. It just means Um, maybe we have to pay attention a little bit more to the care and concern that we give to that. And it's not babying, you're not dumbing it down, but you're just, maybe you have a different set of mindfulness and you're a different lens when you're having a a conversation around something that might be touching. I think it's also important to remember that you get better with time when you communicate. So some people um, don't realize that there's never a perfection around communication or being a perfect communicator. Um, because if you're if you're that way, you're probably communicating with everybody in the exact same way, in the exact same manner, and you're not really making individual connections. So I think while we do get better at over time, I don't think there's a, a way to perfect the way that you communicate with people. <coughs> Excuse me. I also think it's um, so think about any relationship that you are in um, each time that you are engaging with a person that's different than you, regardless of how long you've known them or not, it's, it's going to change. Communication is not a one size fits all tool. And it's easy, I think, for people to be like, well, this is how I talk just or communicate, take it or leave it. Um, that's all fine and good until you realize that you are the source of the issues and the problems that are around communication. And I think it would behoove any of us who find, who realize and have a level of self-awareness that says, hmm, all of these communication issues have a common denominator and maybe I'm the common denominator. 
So what am I going to do about that? Certainly you don't have to change your style. You don't have to make anything different or, you know, anything along those lines, but you're going to eventually start to turn people off by your style being the only style that matters and expecting people to bend and fold to what you want and how you communicate. That is cute for a minute, but it eventually gets old. And again, I think it's one of those things where we have to really be self-aware enough to to take stock in how we are engaging with other people or not engaging with other people. And we have to decide if we like that. And there's nothing wrong. I've talked many episodes ago about changing your mind. There's nothing wrong with changing the way that you communicate and your style, um, because maybe you'll start to get different results from a different method or uh, way of communicating. So know that it's, it's not static. Like I said, it's ever changing. And there's so many things that influence how we communicate with people, how we show up in conversations or situations. Maybe you had a great day. Maybe you're a person who is impacted by the weather outside, and that that kind of informs how you communicate with people. For example, oddly, I am a person who really likes, like, rain and storms and overcast and cloudy. And for me, like, I feel more cheery when, like, that's the type of weather around me. I get overwhelmed and I get a little bit of an attitude when it's like super warm outside because to me that that equates to an expectation of like you should want to be outside in the grass or walking around in X, Y, and Z. And that's fine, but my, my preference is that. So my mood elevates when it's rainy, it's cold, it's chilly, even if I have to get out in it. So there's so many things that individually are influenced by Um, the world around us. Maybe you've had a good day. Maybe you slept wrong. Maybe you have a crook in your neck um, that really changes how we communicate. Um, I think another point that I wanted to bring up is that anytime that we are entering into um, a relationship with anybody, again, familial, friendship, or um, a romantic relationship, even if we have done our own work, that is great. Like you do your own work, but it's important to remember that with each new person we are in relationship with, communication almost has to be a, a thoughtful um, approach from our end of how um, it shapes and molds us to really engage with that other person. Because different people equal different ways of communicating. I can communicate in one very direct way, but if the, uh, the person on the other end of that uh, relationship that doesn't work for them, we're going to be in a constant struggle unless I'm willing to like figure out how to best communicate with that person. And again, even if I have done my own work, that, that it doesn't necessarily go out the window, but it does bear me choosing how frustrated I want to be if I'm going to just be like, well, this is just how I am then maybe that's not, the relationship isn't going to work. And I think there's a pattern of uh, when we're in relationship with other people, again, any type of relationship, that we relearn so many things about ourselves and so many ways that we um, want to be in communication and hopefully in alignment with another person, if that makes sense. So, (coughs) excuse me, I'm still not fully well, so thank you for (laughs) turning that down a little bit. But when it's a struggle and we will find ourselves in that constant struggle if and when we don't want to make adjustments to be in like solid communication and learn and relearn ourselves and reconfigure how our communications patterns work with this other person. That doesn't mean that you're molding and you're shaping yourself to be what somebody else wants you to be. It just says that you have an awareness that 
my way isn't always going to be the only way to go about something. And when you do that, you learn so much more about yourself. You're able to approach situations because you have a little bit more of an arsenal of like, okay, I know this type of communication has worked before. And you have to be paying attention like, oh, this person kind of like their eyebrow went up or like there was a really long pause when I thought there wasn't going to be a pause there. All of those are in informal ways of communicating. People are communicating to us how they're able to receive or not receive what we are giving them. So there's, I think it's really important to remember like, oh, I was in this last relationship and I wasn't the problem, but maybe like I can't approach communication in that same way because this person is, they're just not having it because you're going to run across that one or two people who are like, you can't talk to me crazy or you can't talk to me any old kind of way. And they're going to be, they're going to be a different type of communicator. And it's like, think of it like a dance. You're going back and forth in communication. And sometimes you'll step on the other person's toes. And sometimes you'll find yourself in a groove and then you'll have a slight misstep. And those are the small pieces of the miscommunication that can happen, but it's okay. Cause you'll eventually find your step. You'll slow down. You'll get back on the right beat. You'll get back on the two and the four instead of the one and the three. If you have any rhythm, hopefully that makes sense to you, but it's a constant go back and forth of this is, I'm trying this type of communication. Is it working? And I think we also have to remember we have to, one of the things that we have to communicate is when something is not working for us. So if something, somebody's talking to you out of their neck and that doesn't work for you, how are you going to communicate to them that that's not something that you appreciate or that's not something that you want to receive and be present for and have in your life? I think we have to, um, I can't remember who said, I think maybe Maya Angelou, uh, I can't remember, but you teach people how to treat you. You also teach people how to talk to you. If somebody's coming again, like at the side of their neck and you just receive it, they will continue to come out of the side of their neck. That doesn't mean that you have to like get loud with them, but sometimes you just got to cut the communication. Look, thank you for sharing that with me. I don't know that I could really hear you based on the tone and tenor of what you said. So maybe we can talk a little bit more openly about like what works for me and what's going to be helpful for me in terms of like how we communicate. And that can be a really tough thing to walk through and to say out loud. But again, you gotta, you, you, there's a point at which you have to start teaching people how to treat you and how to talk to you. Um, as my mom used to say, I'm not one of your little friends, so you ain't gonna talk to me any old kind of way. So hopefully we don't have to do that as adults, but sometimes we have to, um, and then we'll be better for, because we, we learn that we're advocating for ourselves and how we want people to engage with us. And hopefully we're open to that feedback if people are telling us by their words, their actions, etc., what they need from us in terms of communication. And the last point I think I'll talk about is communicating with ourselves. So I mentioned at the very beginning, we're constantly working to be in communication with ourselves and other people. And I think the, the we can call it self-talk. You can talk, call it whatever you want to, but it's likely the most, when we communicate with ourselves, it's likely the most important type of communication that we will engage in because it's personal. Um, chances are other people aren't going to hear it. 
And the things that we say to ourselves in our head, we don't even have to say them out loud. We can think them. Um, They really influence how we move about the world and how we choose to see ourselves. And sometimes that can be overwhelming because we can put that label on other people. Like if I see myself as this, other people see me as that. And that's that's usually not the case. Um, think about the person who always downplays themselves internally. They're like, oh, my outfit is ugly. Oh, my haircut ain't, ain't cute. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And they're just, they're basically talking shit to themselves. Um, they're sending their brain a message that they're not good enough. And unfortunately, I don't know that our brains know the difference between like when we're saying these things and when we actually mean them for ourselves. Does that make sense? Um, and eventually we begin to believe those things that we talk about ourselves And then we get surprised when people don't see that in us. Um, So there's, and I'm not going to be like, oh, say a meditation, manifest some shit, because I don't, that's not what I talk about on this podcast. But I do think there's a a kindness that we can have with ourselves. I think I heard it on the read um, and people, I think it was Crystal who said, um, and she got it from her therapist, something along the lines of like, talk to yourself like you would, you know, talk to like the child, the childhood you. So like, what would I say to like six year old Shamina? Would I be talking shit about her hair and her outfit? No, I'd be gassing that little girl up. Like, okay, queen, I see you look okay. Hair. All right. Like jelly shoes. Um, so I think we have to remember the, the dialogue that we have of our, within our, with ourselves is super important. Um, usually when I meet people in person, and we get to talking or whatever. I sometimes like somehow the conversation may get on like the talks that we have with ourselves. And sometimes I'm in the morning. I'll be like, I'll look in the morning and be like, you a bad bitch. It may, I may not always say it out loud. I'd say about 60% of the time I say it out loud, but because I don't always want wife to hear me because she'd be like, who are you talking to? Are you on the phone? But anywho, but like you a bad bitch. Um, and then you go through the day acting knowing that you a bad bitch. Um, so sometimes I think we have to gas ourselves up like that. And you say it, the more you say it, the more you start to believe it. I'm not saying you go around talking about I'm a bad bitch and then telling everybody like, hey, I'm a bad bitch, because that's a little extra. Um, You can, I guess, like do your thing. But um, when we talk to ourselves with kindness and love, we start to believe it. And we start to like see ourselves differently and operate differently and realize that, that, that you that chick, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, or that dude, you're that dude, you're that chick, like that's you, they're waiting for you. This is your show. Do your thing. So I think there's certainly, um, a navigating of communicating with ourselves that we really have an opportunity to engage in and it takes practice. It's not to say like you're going to engage with yourself and it's going to be easy. It's going to feel awkward the first few times, but the more you get used to doing it, the better you start to feel the more you start to gas yourself up, the more you stop waiting for other people to gas you up and show up for you. But low key, low key, highest of keys, get you some friends that will gas you up. If your friends are not gassing you up, what, what are they your friends? So anywho, that's a little tip for you. All right. So jumping right into very quickly, some uh, podcast recommendations Let's see. I listened to a bunch this week. I'm back on the Money Diaries, which is a podcast hosted by Refinery29. Um, really good content. It's just like smart and it makes me think about like how I operate within my own sphere of money and what does it mean and how does it make me feel and what are the things that I'm worrying about. So 
some of it's like some gra- gratitude, like, ooh, I don't have that, you know, money problem. But some of it's like, damn, I never even thought about that. Um, and then let's see, Girls Girls is a podcast that I've listened to. They talk about 12 days of Christmas survival. Um, this really just made me think about like to be grateful for. I love spending time with my family around the holidays and it doesn't even have to be a holiday, but I realize that that's not the case for everybody. And so part of my thinking is to be mindful and sometimes sensitive if it calls for it to folks who have challenging familial situations or they don't have like a family to go through, go to. And when I say family, I mean like blood related family, extended family, and your family, friends that have become family and people that you choose to have in your family that may not have like a blood relation. So um, I just want to, it made me think about all those things that people are trying to survive um, and really have a space of gratitude for myself that of being, of choosing to want to spend time with my family and hug all on them. Um, even the little kiddos that try to get all slick in my face and whatnot. So um, that was a really good episode. And let's see, what else did I listen to this week? Two that I listened to were from the daily one was back in November, and I may have talked about it, the spectacular rise and fall of WeWork, um, which is a co-working space. Super fascinating. Uh, if I'm being honest, a very white story about the, how the guy was the CEO and basically got ousted but came out a billionaire, like $1 billion. So mm, to that. And then the other one was why are so many hospitals, why so many hospitals are suing their patients, which is odd because you would normally think that patients are suing the hospitals, but it's a super fascinating story. It was only like maybe a 18 minute episode, but when I talk about being grateful for insurance, um, Ooh, my goodness. But this story was just, it was super interesting to hear, um, about regular people who have like insurance, but they have these like ridiculously high deductibles and out of pocket costs. And like every test comes with like a bill. Um, and it, it certainly made me step back and be like, okay, let me, let me learn about my own insurance and what does that actually mean? And am I choosing the right insurance option? So, um, and then, and I'm, then I'm like, I'm super blessed to have insurance as an option, um, rather than trying to come out of pocket and just like, I'm sick. I'm not, I'm just not going to go to the doctor because I can't afford it. Um, which is really, it's really sucks. And it's really shitty when you, when you stop and think about it. So, but it was a really good episode to think about and listen to. All right. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me this far. Um, if you, let's just start being honest with myself. You can find me on Instagram. That's it. Uh, under two quick things. If you're listening to the show, you know where to find it. I'm on Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and that's about it, I believe. Hit me up, slide in my DMs if you have questions. But as always, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.